Don't act your age. Living a lie. Don't act your age. It's a twist on what your parents used to say. It's not giving in to a stereotype. It's thumbing your nose at the Grim Reaper. Not just for boomers and beyond, but anybody who's ever thought about what it's like to grow older. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. If you remember Steppenwolf and Saddle Shoes, Woodstock and Weegians, then you can picture yourself as a young guy back in the day. Your future's all laid out for you like a roadmap. You're a faithful husband. And you're a loving father. You're a churchgoer and a good provider. And you're miserable. I never had liked me. I had a secret. Tom was just your regular kind of guy. He was happily married. At least he thought he was. And he had kids and a career. Easy to see how Tom fit the TV sitcom role of a happy, successful husband and dad. I did everything that I was supposed to. But the more he lived that life, the more he fought the whispers inside that said, You're a fraud. You know, I lived the secret. And it was killing me, just eating me up. I was married for 18 years. Beautiful woman. In my book, as I look back now, she was never really that happy. But I think she wanted to be married. I think she wanted to have kids, and she did. And we had three beautiful sons, and now we have grandchildren. But it got to the point where uh, there was an idea that maybe I played both sides, which I really didn't do much because I was married and I was very true to her. But I think she wanted out of the marriage. And even though I tried to save it, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me was the marriage ended. And she went her way and I went my way and then I had to start getting honest with me. And one more thing about Tom. You know, when I was 21, I was in the Navy, I found um, bourbon, you know, booze. It was great, it was wonderful. And for the next 25 years plus, it was a great elixir because it took away the pain. You know, unfortunately, the next morning when I woke up or came to, I was still the same person that I've always been. And every night, it didn't matter if it was good or bad, or if I was sick or well, we had drink. <laughs> I was uh, 45 when I got sober. I found a 12-step program. And it was a slow process. There was a lot of therapy with that because I had to work through issues, family issues, hate issues, basically of myself, because I really didn't like me. And I found out that I am not alone. There's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, men and women both that have been married, done everything that they're supposed to, lived their lives for everybody else. But then they finally found out they could be themselves and their kids, which my sons, love me today. Too bad for Tom, though. There was no 12-step program for coming out to your family. One of the hardest things I did. You know, I finally had to tell him, you know, that when God made people, 
He made people the way he wanted them, and sometimes we tried to adjust that. And I had been trying to adjust this for 45 years, and or what was it, 46 years maybe by then, and I finally decided I had to be what God made me to be. And people told me, you know, this decision was made before I came out of the womb, and I needed to accept and to love me, and um, finally realized that I don't need to live the shame. It's okay to be what God made, you know? Long before he came out, though, Tom was blindsided, his secret rudely, crudely revealed. I joined a local church in 1967, and it was great. And um, the minister that was there was loving and kind, and I got married in that church. And then I got divorced in that church, and the ministers had changed, and we had a new one that was uh, very unfavorable about gay people, men and women. In fact, choir directors, organists, all those people who were part of the church that were gay were removed. I was one of the head ushers, and I was told uh, by the minister that uh, he was glad that I was in the church, but as head usher was as high as I would ever go, because I was different. You were, you were on the blacklist in that church, and uh, they let you know it. They found out that I was gay because my former wife had gone and talked to one of the ministers, and I was still trying to play the right thing by dating one of the gals at the church who was so sweet, beautiful woman, but they even told her that uh, we have gay people at this church and you know so-and-so, and she said yes. Well, of course, she's dating me. Well, that ended that real quick. You know, and again, that was tragic to me, but um, I really went back to that minister uh, many years later and thanked her for doing something for me that I could not do for myself. And again, that was being honest with me. So everything fell into place, and Tom's living happily ever after. No, I just do one day at a time. I mean, that's the way I've been taught to. The 12-step things teach you to do one day. But we say one of the longest trips that we make when we make these changes is from our head to our hearts. And to realize that we don't have to judge, and we don't have to judge ourselves. I had a secret. I had a secret. So one of the hardest things I did was to love me. You know, what God made was beautiful. God didn't make junk. And I had to realize that I'm not junk, I'm a real man, and that I have gifts, and I have talents. It took a long time, it took therapy, it's taken a lot of tears to get to the point now where I can be me, where I can be the person and accept me and love me. and. Now I have a partner, and I have never in my life knew, um, whoa, goodness, that love could be so powerful. Tom's story isn't really so unusual. Lots of us are in closets of our own making. Too shy, afraid, uptight, thinking it's too late to be, to do, to reach a risk, to be what we were meant to be. Because whether you're 26 or 66, it's not about if you'll grow older, it's how you'll grow older. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, life, we, this is not a, what's the word, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is the real thing. Let's do it. You know, and let's do it honestly and just love and let be loved. Don't Act Your Rage is produced by me, Steve Johnston, 
and Rich Holton. Thanks for listening. And tell us what you think about the show, will you? Email us at podcast at gmail. And connect with us on the web at don'tactyourage.org. Our parting words of wisdom today are from the Dalai Lama. Instead of feel sadness or helpless, so through training of mind, through education, uh, some sort of knowledge, some inner ability, then you, that person become old, no worry, already equipped how to lead your life. Then at the end, you feel no regret. Which we're pretty sure is his way of saying, don't act your age. I'm 66. I'm 66 years young, you know, and I'm getting better every day. (laughs) 